Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. And today's guest is a trusted advisor, a coach, experienced designer, author, podcast host, and of course, a speaker because he has everything else under the hat he needs um, but he brings together over 25 years of business and management experience formal training and extremely an extreme curiosity to elevate leaders and, and equip them with the tools to navigate through changes and unlock their true potential he's the founder and chief inspirational officer of inspired purpose coaching but before becoming that he was a finance and strategy executive with experience working with some of the world's leading life science companies along his journey he is also managed small business and ran a financial consulting company because of course he he did because that's who he is um, he is also the host of the virtual campfire podcast and author of climbing the right mountain navigating the journey to an inspired life audience please put your hands together for the digital entrepreneur, Tony Martinetti. Did it. I got the last name right. I was so scared. I remember your tip. The G and I are silent. Just forget about them. Yeah. Welcome well, thank you sir, so to the much. Thank you so much for having me on. This is fantastic. And uh, what an amazing intro. I, you, you make it sound so good. <laughs> In all honesty, it's it's the bio you gave me. I just spruced it up with a little fizzazz. I don't know, a little Phil Betternism. Um, but Tony, yeah. I'm thankful that you're here uh, to tell your story, share your story, and inspire some others uh, since you are an inspirational coach and leader and that. So before anything, I gave you this nice, robust intro, but how about you introduce yourself to my audience and let us know a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. No, I, I love that. You know, there's this thing about, you know, hearing the intro that is interesting, but, you know, one of the things I always like to share with people is that I didn't just arrive doing all this amazing stuff in the world. Um, the reality is that there was a lot of challenges and, um, you know, along the way, I, you know, had to struggle to, uh, to figure out what I was really all about. Uh, and now I get to have this opportunity to spend time with leaders and their teams to make sure that they have a bigger impact in the world and, you know, connect with their purpose and find fulfillment. And the way we do that is really by guiding them to climb the right mountain along their path. And I actually love climbing mountains too. So that's one of the things I'm passionate about. So win-win for you over here, climbing mountains and helping others climb uh, the mountain in, in their lives. I love it. Um, how did you, because like in the intro, you you worked with small businesses, managed those, and then you decided after a trek to jump over into the world of entrepreneurialism and all that. But why? why what was it that made you say, yeah, I want to go into the world of entrepreneurialism? Yeah, so I'll share this uh, journey as a, I'll give you the short version because I don't want to go into the to the, the long version. But I mean, the key thing for me was that I was making an impact in the world already and I was doing good work. But ultimately, I had this sense that there was something missing. And people would tell me all the time, you know, there's more to you than numbers that, you know, there's something about the way you show up for people. You're a people person and you have the sense of seeing people deeply. And I would tell them, like, that's great, but this is what I do. Um I put myself into my own self-defined box and that's 
where I 100 miles an hour worked towards creating that for myself. And then finally started to listen to those people telling me these things. And the reason why I did listen is because I started burning myself out, um, trying to do more and more of what I thought was my path. Um, and it all came to a, a head at this one particular meeting I had. Um, I was sitting at a board in a boardroom of a biotech company I was working with. And um, I looked around the room and saw everyone in the room was checked out as these two um, C-suite executives were, you know, talking about like who's right and who's wrong. It was really about image preservation um, and not about inspiring. It wasn't about, you know, the real issues that were really going on for that day. And I said to myself, like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done doing this. I think I need to do something that's more meaningful to me and more purposeful. And I decided to get up and walk out. And I said to myself, as I walked out of that room, I said, I'm going to leave this room to change this room. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's going to be something around how leaders show up and how to create that path for people to connect with who they really are and to create a more meaningful impact and do it on purpose. And coaching became the vehicle, but it wasn't an immediate thing. It was kind of slow, but sure with a lot of mistakes along the path. And that's where we're going to probably dive into more around that. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about those mistakes, but I, I I'm interested. What was the reaction from the two executives, these sweet, sweet executives deciding on who's right, who's wrong image preservation. When one of the people in the boardroom just decides to say, fuck it gets up and walks out. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I don't know. Cause I walked <laughs> out and I didn't see their reaction. I did come back uh, into the company and told them like, Hey, this is, I'm, I'm done. You know, I just, I've had enough. And I, you know, I try to not burn bridges and, but I just, I had to tell them, this is my truth. This is who I am now. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do this any longer, but um, I think it sent a message to the people in the room that, yeah, uh, we don't have to tolerate this any longer. So um, I didn't never actually talk to them after that. The people. <laughs> it just was like, peace out life, living yeah. here, all that fun stuff. Um, Oh, I, I would love to have seen the conversation after you left, what, what was going on in their mind. Yeah. It was really a vulnerable moment for me because think about it. I mean, I, I had played the game for so long and, you know, worried about my, you know, how do I show up? What is my image in that room? At that point, I really didn't care. I, I had this moment of saying, what's right for me? What is real for me? And I don't think I ever was being true to myself. Um, until I decided to start being clear about what is real. And that's the journey that I started to go on. And now I help other people to get clear on that too. And the one thing I'll share about that is to say that my tagline for my business is <laughs> inspiration through honest conversation. But the thing is about honest conversation, the first honest conversation you have is with yourself, is how honest am I with myself about what I want who do I want to be? Who am I? That, that And I know that's the hardest conversation you can have. Because I'm still having that conversation with myself as I evolve from who I was before and learning all the little intricates that is me and what I want, actually. Because you learn after you go, oh, this is something I want. But then when you get closer to it, you're like, maybe, no, this isn't isn't really what I want. And then you have to shift over here and you're, it's a very hard conversation to have. I find. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay to, to not have the answers always. 
um, part of the journey is to continue to be okay with the question and sit with the question and continue to explore the answer. Um, but the key thing is to not, if you don't ask the question, then you stay stuck with the answer that you think you have, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, you always, it's always, we're curiosity. We, I think we lost the curiosity as we mm. grow up and we come, become adults. Um, we lose that curiosity that should always be there. We're humans. We're cre we, we want to know how things work, why things work. And we will lose that curiosity. I feel that you lose who you are. So you always have to, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was just flew into my eye. Um, you lose that curiosity. You can't, you lose that like spark of life. I feel. Exactly. It's like the old saying, like, you know, uh, we, the, our life is limited by the questions we ask. Right. And if you want to live a bigger life, then ask a bigger question. Wow. That's huge. That's, he that, that's heavy. That's the name of the, the episode. <laughs> I'm going to name that. Ask <laughs> want a better, bigger life. Ask bigger questions. Um, what happened after? Okay. So you walked out, you're like, peace out home fry. I'm done with this. You, you come back, you tell them, Hey, this is where my truth. You walk out, you leave. What's next. What did Tony do next? Well, besides panic, um, I, <laughs> I, I, I figured there was panic. I just kind of like, yes, people, you yeah. will panic when you do this because you're like, oh, I'm yeah. strong. And then you realize, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. What did I just do? Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, the, the key thing I, I started to do is to have conversations with people. I started talking with, uh, you know, I built a great network. I was always a people connector along the way. And, you know, through conversations that I was having, I started to um, see an opportunity to um, to explore the idea of getting certified as a coach. And the first certification that I was, um, I was exploring was this business coaching certification. It was actually a franchise, which uh, on the surface, it, I don't mean to kind of be disparaging. It's a, it was fantastic. It was a really nice starting point. But for me, I realized that I hadn't dug a, deep enough to find out what's truly real for me. So it was just a starting point. Um, and it got me some confidence to move in the right direction. Um, after that first foray, I started to see that I wanted more. I wanted to have more of a deeper connection with the people who I was working with, not just helping them with their business, but to really see what's at the core of all the things that drive people um, holistically, not just as a business owner or a business leader, but what's at the core of who they are. Um, just like I was going on my own exploration, I wanted to do the exact same thing for others, which is an interesting thing when you think about it. The very thing that we want to do for others is the very thing that we usually need for ourselves. There's tr truth in that, right? Like I often think about the sense of like, well, what, what would I most want? If I most want it, then the people who I resonate with might want the exact same thing. And maybe because I'm after it and I can help seek it, I can be the person who's going to help those other people who are seeking it too. find it. Jesus. Breaking my mind here. Okay. Like, stop it. Um, free advice like wow you're dropping more bombs in an episode than I, I i figured these golden nuggets i love them um so tony you you start talking you realize that uh 
the, the certification, getting a coach was a great starting point, but it wasn't what was your calling. It wasn't lighting your soul on fire, but it was at least lighting the path towards it. Um, what happened next? Like, what was the, maybe let's, let's say the failure, like what was the, a failure, maybe more of a lesson than a failure. Cause obviously this was a starting point. It wasn't a failure because it lit the path, but I want to talk about maybe a failure that can help someone. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, I'm going to say it's a failure of mindset. Um, okay. and the reason I'll explain that is because when I first got started, there was a sense of like, oh, I got to compete with all the people who are out there doing the similar things that I am. And there's so many people doing this. And, you know, I felt like so alone and I felt like I was, you know, this, how am I going to compete with these people who have been doing this for years? And so then I, I had this, this thought come into my mind and it might've come from someplace that I can't remember where it came from, but it's, uh, it's a quote that still stays with me today that amateurs compete and professionals create. I'll say it again, because I think it's important, um, that amateurs compete and professionals create. And hidden in that quote was a sense of like, man, if I continue to feel like I have to go and go alone, hide or like keep my secrets to myself and feel like I have to, you know, go it alone, then I'm going to, I'm going to have a really hard battle. But instead, if I open myself up to talking to other coaches, advisors, talk to them about what, what worked for them, how do they get where they went, and what are some thoughts about some ways to, to do this and learn from them, then what happens is I can also create a bigger pie. I can embrace an abundance mindset, if you will, as opposed to a scarcity mindset, and we can create something bigger together. I just feel like we're getting a, a coaching lesson right now. <laughs> Free coaching. I, I love it. This is this is one hey. reason you should start a podcast because you get to talk to amazing individuals like yourself, Tony, and uh, learn. Um, I want to kind of like skew a little left and talk a bit about your podcast. Sure. Because we, we got you up until a failure. The podcast. What What is the the benefit of the podcast? Why, why did you start this podcast? I love this question because... I'll have to be, um, I have a confession to make. I, I had never really listened to a lot of co- podcasts until I created one. And, uh, you know, this, I started it in 2000. Um, you know, obviously it was the time of the pandemic. And at first I wasn't even thinking about it as a podcast. It was actually something that I was going to do in person. Um, the concept was coming from this place of bringing people together to share their stories and connect um, and then I started to rethink this, obviously because of the pandemic, um, that we couldn't be in person and it started to become more of a, a better concept and actually with a bigger reach through a podcast. And so the virtual campfire was born out of this concept of how can I share people's stories with other people that allow them to see that people don't just arrive at this place where they're making a huge impact there's a journey that gets them there. And usually there, there are moments along that way, what I call flashpoints that reveal their gifts into the world. I purposely chose the campfire because I believe the campfire is the place where we've been telling stories since the beginning of time. And it's an intimate and very conversational place where we can be a little vulnerable um, and open to this idea of sharing some of the moments that 
we may not be proud of, but they actually reveal a lot about how we turned maybe some of our scars, our wounds into the biggest parts of our strengths. And, uh, and that's where we started 200 episodes in now. And it's been an amazing journey. I love it. Um, what is maybe one of the, the, uh, the lessons that you have to share from doing your podcast? Yeah, uh, I'll share two things. One of them around the, around the actual logistics of doing the podcast. <laughs> and, then, and then the other one around like what I've learned from the gift of doing the podcast. Number one, um, the logistics part of it is that um, at first I felt like nervous as all heck that I had to like really um, have a script or I had to be very structured um, and I had to be really, um, you know, I don't know what it is, but that sense of like, it had to be very on point. But instead, I started to just kind of relax into the sense of just be real. You know, people want you to be real. It's a conversation. And the more relaxed and honest and real you are, I feel people resonate with that more. Um, it's, it's about serving the person on the other side, um, not about you know, creating a situation where you're pleasing them and you're not trying to put on a show to promote them. What you want them to do is to feel as though they're being served like a coaching client. Um, so that was one of the lessons I learned about the process logistically. And then what I also learned was that I, I was actually feeling as I was sharing this space that I learned a ton from these people who came on um, Every time I came on with this uh, on the show, I felt I left having this emotional connection with them that would go on for like months on end. I would I would reach out to them. We'd have conversations. We would keep this relationship alive. Um, and to this day, I'm actually writing my my second book that is based on this virtual campfire, where I'm actually revisiting some of those stories and using them as lessons to empower others, to to go through their own journey of transformation. So. Um, that, that is phenomenal. And I can't wait to uh, read that book. Uh, Cause I love, love seeing books from podcasts going. I love that idea. And I think it's a genius idea and it's one I'm trying to get a few of my clients to do, but what is maybe a moment that you've had in your journey, either with mm -hmm. the podcast or with helping, inspiring others that cemented that you've cemented that. Yeah, this is, this is closest, the closest I've gotten to my true passion. That is my reason of why I'm here on this planet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's been a lot. Um, and it's, it's hard for me to classify any one particular one as being like more than the other, but I guess I'll just choose one that's been recent um, yeah. that I can speak to. You know, having a conversation with uh, one of my clients who basically, you know, he was laid off from his job. And, you know, during the process, it was his, his employer was paying for the coaching and was devastated, didn't see it coming, didn't see, you know, the that this was going to be something on the horizon and showed up to coaching literally like, hours from being told that he lost his job. And um, as we're sitting there and having this conversation, 
I was able to kind of help him shift from this place of desperation to seeing that this is just a moment in time where we can shift from um, a failure or a, a letdown to an opportunity, a place to move from and start to empower himself to see the future. And in that moment, I saw someone really change his attitude towards seeing new opportunities. And, and since then, he's actually gotten a new job and he's so happy. It's a job that really connects with him much deeper than he ever was connected. So, and now we're coaching, but he's paying for the coaching himself and it's been fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's great that he could, you, you helped him take a negative into and make it into a huge positive job. That's even better for him. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I love that. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, like let's let's kind of stay focused on the, someone who just lost their job. They they didn't see it coming. They just got knocked in the face. Like with the when this is recording, there's a massive amount of layoffs going in the tech world right now, which is really sad and disheartening. Um, what tip do you have for someone? Like how do they go from being devastated to trying to ins- become an inspired individual to live that inspired life? Yeah. And I think it starts with um, before you go into this negative spiral and start blaming yourself or feel like it's something you could have done differently. Just remember that these things are happening, not be, not to you. They're just happening because there is an outside influence that's in, uh, impacting these businesses. So don't beat yourself up. Okay. The first thing you can do is take a, take a moment to appreciate all that you've accomplished. I always think about this as a time traveling moment where you take a moment to reflect back on what you've accomplished up to this point. What are the things that you have in your belt that you want to appreciate and honor? Those are gifts and those are things you're going to take with you. But as they often, there's an old saying from Ken Wilber that says you transcend and include your past. So your past is something you're going to include as you move forward. But what do you want to, how do you want to transcend this moment? How do you want to move from here to something that's more empowering and more, more fascinating than what you've already accomplished? Don't see this as defeat. See it as something that is just a stepping stone to something bigger. And so the, the next step is to think, what would I do now? What would I like to do? What is the thing that I want to do? Not what is available to me, but what do I want to do? What would I create in this moment? And so um, if you start thinking what's available, then it's like you're almost setting up yourself for defeat of like just accepting what's available. Instead, think about creating it. As you say, this is about digital, you know, a lot of digital entrepreneurs. Maybe what you need to create is something for yourself or think differently about what, how companies might want to see you bring your, uh, your gift to that, to them. Maybe it doesn't have to be something where you have to do the same old, same old. You can change the script a little bit. So that future for orientation is the next thing. And then come back to the present and start thinking, what can I do right now to make the a step forward in that direction? And that's really what the change happens. And I, I'll share one other thing just while Please. I'm on this rant. I, is, I, I, I'm loving it. I'm I'm sitting here gobsmacked. <laughs> Uh, with I'm like wow that that I, I'm going to start implementing that myself. So yes, please share more, please. Yeah, well the the one thing that I often share with my clients is this concept called um, expand your vision, narrow your focus. 
And it has to do with this idea that like, oftentimes we limit ourselves because we don't know what else is available. So the first thing you can do when you get stuck or feel like you're not seeing options in front of you is to step away and open up your eyes to what's around and what's possible. So expand your vision. What else is possible for you in any given situation, any problem you're facing? Once you see new possibilities, then narrow yourself down to say, what do I want to take action on first? And that's where the narrowing and the focusing happens. And it allows you to step into action. And so you don't have to feel paralyzed by, by options. Instead, you just take the option that most aligns with who you want to be next. Make sense? Oh, it makes, per- it's crystal. It's crystal clear. Um, and it's, it's amazing. I'm going to be very much loving re-listening to this episode as I edit it and reading the transcript. I'm going, oh, this is great. This is great. Um, I thought I was going to have a sneeze. I, I, yeah, no sneeze. Okay. <laughs> <All> good. Um, <laughs> the worst thing about podcasting is my hands like hovering over my mute button to make sure <laughs> that I, if I sneeze, yeah. I don't destroy your eardrums or my listeners' eardrums. Um, Tony, we are coming near to the end. I hate it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to the Spark question of the game. As my audience knows, Spark is from Seek Discomfort, uh, the brand of Yes Theory's YouTube channel, an amazing organization. Just They believe in uh, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet, so spark the conversation with them. Um, this question is for you, and I think it will resonate a lot with you because of what you just said. I love the questions just fit so well. I don't know how I always I'm thankful for this, but what is something you've done that your future self will thank you for? Yeah, I love that. What is something I've done? Okay. Um, well, I would say the the things that I've that I've done is I've created um, this, this path to being able to, well, let me, give me a moment here. I'm going to think that's, take this time, is a good one. Yeah. Hmm. I've started to create a lot of focus time where, um, I'm spending a lot of these times where I'm focusing on big projects that are planting seeds for the future. And, um, what's important is that if I don't spend time now doing these, these little projects, these focus times, then it will be something that I would regret if I don't do it in the future, if I don't have that for the future. So on the horizon, my future self is going to be doing a lot more, um, speaking a lot more, um, events in the future. And if I don't have those seeds planted now, then I'm going to find myself in a, in a state of panic or a state of, of like feeling flustered. Yeah. And so, um, putting that space in my calendar now getting ahead of it is actually making me feel like I'm like creating space that puts me in a very good headspace for later. I, I like to call it, think of it as being a proactive versus reactive mindset, which really changes the, um, the trajectory of how I look at my year overall. I can see the end of my year feeling a lot more calm. And right now I feel like I'm planting those seeds. So my end of year feels like it's in a place of all the pieces being put together. I love that. I love that. That's a great, 
great thing for people to do. A great piece of advice as well, P putting in the time for to reach those future goals, being more proactive than reactive. Yes. Um, I think we always live in a more reactive state because of just yeah. the way the world is right now and being proactive to do it. I love that. Um, Tony, we're, we are at the coming to the end. I'm going to jump off the screen. I'm going to give you the last little bit. I want you to let my audience know where they can find you, where they can follow yeah. you, support you, whatever it is you feel like sharing with my audience. Uh, the floor, yeah. sir, is yours. Well, fantastic. So the best place to find me is to go to inspiredpurposecoach.com, where you can take my assessment. Uh, you can find an assessment that will, you know, check in with where you are now and where you'd like to be on your leadership journey. And you can also find my podcast, my book, anything you'd like to check out there, go ahead and have a look. And another place is LinkedIn. I'm very much active there. So you can check me out. Love to connect, love to have a chat, love to inspire. Excellent. And of course, to my audience, you know, as always, the links will be down in the show notes to connect with Tony. Uh, Tony, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your story, sharing those golden nuggets that I'm going to be taking back and re-listening to this episode because, oh, I, it's, I'm going to release into it when, before I edit it, after I edit it, and when it comes to be released because I know I'm going to be needing uh, the inspiredness that you provided today. Um, so I want to thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun, Phil. And to my audience, as always, I thank you for listening and remember to always invest in yourself.